CAD Audio, expression through innovation. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It has been a long day for me. I say, where are you going with that one? I don't know. But between it being my 20th anniversary at work at Walt Disney World to um, a conversation with my brother until 3 o'clock in the morning yesterday after recording Mighty Marvel Geeks, I'm a little wore out. But I thought about this earlier. I'm going to give it a shot just because I'm in one of those moods. So Ken's probably going to catch this right off. I don't know if Derek will, but I'm going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, crap. Now I can't remember it. It's children of all ages. <laughs> children of all ages. I still can't remember it. Depends on who's you're going with. Offer or DX? <laughs> Neither. It, uh, huh. Children of all ages. Uh, I'll just skip to the tail end. It is your smugglers. It is your smugglers three. Yeah, whatever. You have to write <laughs> well, it down. I, I, yeah, I'm going to have to find it and then paraphrase it. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was an attempt. Uh, New Age Outlaws. Yeah, that's what I was saying, DX. Yeah. Um, it is Ken, Derek, and myself, Slap Happy Mike, your smugglers three. And how's everyone doing? I'm doing great. You guys are both a little off, I think, today. I know Derek's still under the weather. So. I'm I'm suffering a little bit of the Corellian flu. I have been all week. I've been sick all week, and so I'm pretty exhausted too. And I don't know why you would you wouldn't assume that I wouldn't know what you were trying to do there. I used to be a huge wrestling fan back in the day. I actually just turned my WWE subscription back on. I figured I'll, I'll keep it for March and April. Then get rid of it again. <laughs> I I am waiting for them to offer it for free again. You get the free month when you sign up or when you first turn it on. I got my free month. I, I did. I did. Then I ended it. Now I'm waiting. And, and they they've come. Back, oh, we want you back. So here here's three months for free. Or oh, okay. I I'm waiting for it right before WrestleMania. Yeah. See, uh, I just I, when I first turned it back on because you're you're. Uh, account is always there right i had to do was turn on the network part of it again and i got one month free at least so i only have to pay yeah. for, then after wrestlemania i'll get rid of it yeah i have a question for you guys 42 what podcast are we on we are on wookie radio <laughs> before we continue you couldn't tell what? by the by the back the wrestling <laughs> I couldn't. I thought so, but then you know we kind of veered off into wrestling a little. I've had uh, three or four people ask me about doing a wrestling podcast. It's like, dude, I already have three podcasts. I do. <laughs> I don't yeah. have time to podcast. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> uh, 
But before we get started, there are there's three things I wanted to say. Number one, if uh, any listeners out there start hearing Darth Vader in their ears, that's probably just me breathing because of my cold. Uh, number two, congratulations, Mike, on your 20th anniversary. Oh, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. And brother. number three, I know we've said it before, but I just love uh, the theme song we have for this show. I love hearing it. Every time I hear it, it gets me all happy, and and uh, I think the guys did a great job on it, at it. Yes, they did. Well, here here's the fun one. Um, again, going back to wrestling, um, Piper... On his uh, Rowdy Piper would say on his on his podcast, bagpipes that they made you want to do one of two things: fight or make love. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Piper. I really yeah. do. And then when you add Chewy to the mix, it, it kind of makes you, never mind. Makes you want to eat some porgs. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, something like that. Check out. The Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, Wookie Radio combined T Public Store. We got two new designs up. Um, we have Porgs that you know, kind of looks like our variation of the pork logo, and then we have Porgs. It's what's for dinner. Yes, you could get that on shirts, hoodies, cups, mugs, notebooks, bags, pillows. And they are awesome looking shirts. The logo itself, I think, turned out the whole. Th- Artwork, I think, turned out great. I, I'm really excited about how that how that came out. Mm-hmm. So, and as of right now, well, no, there's only one day left on it, so I'm not worried about. That. Um, so, also to go to WookieRadio.net, check out Ripped Apparel and superhero stuff. There are affiliates. If you support them, it supports us at no additional cost to you. you got any th- questions, comments for us? Uh, something you want to hear us discuss or get into into deep outer rim discussion on something? Uh, shoot us an email at wookie at wookieradio.net or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at wookieradio. So I'm going to start us off with um, Ron Howard. Uh, this is from comicbook.com. Ron Howard is uh, kind of hinting at a trailer debuting during the Super Bowl. Um, I will believe it when I see it. <laughs> he, he posted on Twitter, he goes, midway through a long flight, back in the solo editing, editing rooms now, by the way, who's going to win Super Bowl 2018? <clears throat> it doesn't matter. The Browns aren't there, so who cares? Pretty much. Was it was it the Browns that had a perfect season this year? Yes, That's they right. did. They, they even had a parade for them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I know. That's it, why I'm laughing. It was supposed to happen last year, except they won a game. Yeah. So it happened this year because they didn't win a game. <laughs> so. Time to just buy a team and then let them train new guys. Yeah. <laughs> so um, supposedly... Disney and Lucasfilm are expected to launch Solo's marketing campaign starting Sunday. Uh, this is a, a, you know coming from a scoop from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, now, the speculation is: is it a teaser trailer? Is it the full trailer? Um, with other news that will be discussed next, we're thinking more tease than full. Um, yeah. 
But, you know, this is going to be anything. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets tabbed as the most watched commercial during the Super Bowl because the fans have been waiting for this for so long. There have been opportunities. Yeah. It didn't happen. Oh, we're going to release a synopsis. Okay, fans wanted trailer. So we're having to settle. Um, now, rumor has it, uh, again, this also get into the next story, but at the time of this particular article, full rumor or full trailer is rumored to premiere Monday during Good Morning America on ABC, which is the part of the Walt Disney Company as well, uh, before playing ahead of the Black Panther February 16th. Uh, Disney dropped the trailer for Affinity War um, back in November on Good Morning America. So here's what we could potentially be seeing. Uh, there's been a the leaked pro- uh, promo image that we've seen tied in with uh, Lego art, the Lego box artwork. Yeah. Uh, we've had the we've had the synopsis. Um, we know. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were fired because they wanted to be make it the movie too much like Ace Ventura, which mm. it's not. Uh, and of course, this led to um, Ron Howard coming in to fill the gap. I think that was um, an inspired piece too. I think so too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's what we're looking at there. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to see um, because if they go through with this, and actually we'll move into the next story with this because it it all goes hand in hand. Was that um, there's a bunch of different sites. Um, the what the Twitter I got sitting in front of me is um, Star Wars stuff at Star Wars stuff. They tweeted out. It looks like it's uh, um, it's the Good Morning America schedule for anybody buying tickets, and it's the it just says right on there Good Morning GMA live studio taping plus solo exclusive trailer. So the, that's where your speculation is that we may be getting a teaser and then the full trailer here, or maybe they're um, going to replay what they play at the Super Bowl. And we don't know. I don't remember anybody ever doing uh, um, with the official teaser trailer the day before their full trailer debuts. Yeah, it's pretty unusual. Um, I could see maybe a 30-second spot teasing what's coming on Good Morning America. There was, before Infinity War aired on Good Morning America, the day before, there was a teaser trailer that came out. Yeah, but it was like a 30-second tease saying, watch Good Morning America to see it, wasn't it? I think so. So I'm wondering if that's I, not what's going to get the Super Bowl. I hope that's not what they do. I don't yeah. think people are going to be happy about that. No. If now, they are... <laughs> Stay off the internet for the twenty yeah. for the twelve hours because it's oh, going to yeah. be insane. Mm-hmm. They could go with the Super Bowl teasing the um, Good Morning America. Then you get your official teaser trailer, which is usually about a minute, a minute twenty on Good Morning America. Then you get the full two and a half minute trailer in front of Black Panther. Yeah, all week messing up and calling it Black Lightning, but. <laughs> well, here, here, here's my issue with that. Super Bowl is on. NBC. Yeah, I I don't see them doing a teaser trailer stating "Stand by tomorrow for Good Morning America," which is yeah. a rival show to the Today Show it on a rival network. Money, you gotta think. Even a thirty-second spot at the Super Bowl, you're talking millions and millions of dollars. Where it's almost, it's might might as well be free to have them put it on ABC. Yeah, really. 
So, yeah, I don't think they're going to do it that way, but that would be an interesting way to do it. I still don't understand. Is like at this point, they, um, I think marketing people should actually go back and actually put the trailers in front of the movie first, then the next day drop it on the net. So if they were going to do this, it would have been awesome to do it in front of a movie. Uh, say like it's, like I've been saying. Put it in front of The Last Jedi. Let people come back to the theater to see the trailer here. And then the end of that weekend, on Monday morning, you still debut it on Good Morning America. Anybody who didn't see it in the theaters can see it on Good Morning America. Right. Well, here, and I, then everybody else gets the net at like 10 a.m. I found on SportingNews.com uh, some fact stuff. How much does a commercial cost during the Super Bowl? NBC, <laughs> NBC will receive $5 million for a 30-second spot. Yeah. Is that for each 30 seconds, or is that just... For each 30 think, seconds. A, a that movie is, that two and a half to three minutes. So you're what? Uh, no, that's... That's... Five million that's for, for every thirty. That's just yeah. for a thirty-second spot. Yeah. So go three minutes. That's um. No, 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 it's not. It's not for thirty seconds. It's for a thirty-second spot. Commercial. Yeah. Well, how much is a two-minute or three-minute spot then? It, it doesn't say, <laughs> but there's usually not a three-minute spot. That's the whole yeah. thing. What, the movie right. usually no more than a minute, and I wouldn't be surprised if it does double to ten mil. So you think it's gonna? You think they are gonna do the short teaser trailer here and then debut the yes. full trailer the next day? Yes. Now, still from the same article on Sporting News, who will be advertising during the Super Bowl, during Super Bowl 52? According to Adweek, here are some of the companies. Avocados from Mexico. Really? Bud Light. Yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yep. Doritos. Yep. Hyundai. M&M's. Yep. Michelob Ultra. Mm Mm-hmm. Pepsi, Pringles, mm. Stella, mm-hmm. Artur- Artur- Artois. Artois, and TurboTax. Let me see. I'm going to click. I'm going to see. If- it's not even the movie trailers, because they run four or five movie trailers usually during it also. Yeah, I saw an article earlier on the movie trailers that are running. I would not be surprised to see a Deadpool 2 in there. And they didn't do- mention Deadpool 2 in the article. They mentioned Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, the uh, new press world trailer would probably be in there. Yeah, they said that one would. Uh, a couple others. I'm trying to think what's coming this summer. There may be a new Ready Player One, but I don't think so. We've already had two full-length nope. trailers, yeah. and they're already they running spots. Yeah, they didn't say anything in the article about Ready Player One. Uh, new Cloverfield. Uh, That's going to be interesting because they've done um, so little. So little is out about that movie. I know. So, um, so yeah, that's your commercial cost. Thirty mm-hmm. second spot, five mil. I don't it see up from there. <laughs> I don't see them going. Oh, here's the teaser. Check it. Check it out tomorrow on Good Morning America. So what they'll do? What they would do is the official teaser trailer, which we usually get way before the trailer. Say trailer be, out just, tomorrow. Yeah, and then maybe either just say trailer out tomorrow or just leave that, and then Good Morning America debuts the regular trailer without any pomp and circumstance. Well, then so then after it debuts on the Super Bowl, the teaser, ABC could then flood it all they want. Oh, super solo trailer tomorrow on Good Morning America. Yeah. So. All right, here's exactly what the teaser trailer is going to be. It's going to be real <laughs> short, real quick. It's going to be black, and then it's going to light up in a neon sign that says Parsec 12. And then you'll hear the Millennium Falcon as it whizzes by the sign. And then behind it comes Solo Trailer tomorrow on Good Morning America. Good Morning America.
Exactly. <laughs> or or you'll see um, Alden Ehrenreich is Han Solo and uh, Donald Glover is Lando and maybe a couple of guys sitting around playing cards and um, Lando pulls out a set of dice and sets up a table. Yeah, That's maybe. Take. And that's all you see. And Star Wars fans understand that, that he's putting the Falcon up for in the pot. Yeah. Fuzzy keys. That's right. Fuzzy dice and keys. <laughs> or you'll see a pair of fuzzy dice just focused on fuzzy dice, and then it'll slowly back out, and you realize those fuzzy dice are between Chewie's legs. And it, oh, sorry. That's <laughs> I a family that show. That's yeah. something else entirely. <laughs> I have a really bad feeling about this. How much cold medicine have you You're had? You and me both. <laughs> A little. <laughs> anyway, so. But that's not the only thing that's going on compared uh, to, with Solo. There's stuff happening during the release of Solo. And yeah. Indeed there is. And this is kind of cool. I think that was a segue. Uh, yes. Uh, well, Disney World is doing bringing back Galactic Knights. For, for the weekend of, mm-hmm. for the weekend of Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, they're going to be doing it May twenty seventh, uh, which is in, the, it's a Monday, I think. That's a Sunday. It says. Yeah, I think it's, it's a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah Sunday. Well, May 27th, it's Memorial Weekend, so yeah. Which will be yeah, which will be two days after Solo actually comes out, uh, and it's going to have, as usual, uh, incredible entertainment, celebrity guests, special photo opportunities, event-exclusive merchandise, and food and beverage, and encounters with really rarely seen characters, which is making me kind of jealous. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's also going to include the Star Wars Galactic Destinations Projection Show. Uh, that first debuted at the event in December. It and that's where they. Did you see that? You must have saw that, Mike. What, what's this? The Galactic Destinations Projection Show, where they show uh, projections over the Hollywood Tower Hotel that turned it into some of the most memorable locations from the ten Star Wars films. I have not seen that. You catch that number though. This includes the location. ten. Yes. Solo. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then they're going to have... You would actually see 10 Star Wars films that are out. I mean, I know, legit right? Star Wars films. Yeah. They're also going to have uh, Star Wars, a galactic spectacular fireworks, that is and an Star, Star Wars, a galaxy far, far away stage shows. Which is very cool, too. Ah, those you've seen. Those I've seen. <laughs> so, yeah... It's uh, Galactic Nights is coming back to Disney's Hollywood Studios on Sunday, May 27th. And uh, that should be a fun night. Yeah. Let me guess, Mike. You'll probably have to work. I'm not paying the price for... <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, the last few, there, ha- there really hasn't been that much extra swag. It's just, okay, it's a release party. Cool. Yeah. See, I miss the old Star Wars weekends. I never made it down there. Yeah. About it from those, that was amazing. I got I got down there for one Star Wars weekend. It was pretty fun. I, I've been to quite a few, and I, I did met, miss. It. I got to meet Peter Mayhew. Yeah. I'm 
Where'd that come from? The Connect Star Wars game. It's where ah. they do the dancing. That's the Han Solo routine. Yeah. I must I be really so sick. I'm hearing things. That, what do you mean that you're hearing game. things? <laughs> that Strange game. music and Xbox 360. Because I oh. actually have the R2D2 Xbox 360 with the three the C3PO controller, and it came with that game. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember seeing it at Celebration Six. Uh, back in 2012, and it's like, okay, this is crazy. I mean, there's other dance routines in that game as well. Yeah, but uh, I think one of the few time, one of the first times I did um, We Be Geeks by myself, I played this song. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I don't even remember the name of this. It's one of the doing early episodes. Yeah, doing a show by yourself is a lot more difficult than it sounds. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. I did a I once. I got through the entire show in a half hour. And it's usually a two <laughs> show. Yeah. Actually, I think I remember listening to that one. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. It was so- someone, it takes it goes through a lot quicker. Believe it or not, that was like five and a half years ago. Mm. Can't mm. believe. Yeah, Weeby Geeks has been around five and a half years. Almost six years. It'll be six years in November. Mighty Marvel Geeks will be five years. So... Of course, we're the we're the first show to hit the latest uh, milestone when we hit fifty with John Tyler Christopher. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Weeby Geeks is coming up next, I think, with two hundred and fifty shows, and then Mighty Marvel Geeks is coming up on two hundred episodes. My show, Keepers of the Fringe, is about to celebrate their first its first one year anniversary. Awesome! I know. Nice. Uh, next week, Geekwatch One just celebrated an anniversary. Yeah, uh, end of January we hit. Yeah, this past week we hit three years. Nice. Power superpowers so. hits three years. Uh, beginning of March, I believe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Two years. Yeah. Well, uh, this show will hit two years in sometime towards the summer, May or June. Yeah, we started this one a couple months after I did um, DC superpowers. Which originally, why are our numbers sure. low if we're almost two years? Because we were bi-weekly for, or bi-monthly for a while. Yeah. I remember those days. And then it became weekly. Very weekly. Mm-hmm. So Sometimes weekly. What What else are... Our first show was July 25th, 2016. Wow. So what else are we expecting from... Uh, from Galactic Knights. Oh, I guess we don't have. Actually, let me see if I can find over on Disney Park Blogs. Because they might have some something more about Galactic Knights. Especially since it's been announced. That uh, projection show is kind of interesting. Yeah. See, I haven't seen it. I, I've seen them do... Um, projections on the other buildings for the fireworks show, but I've never seen it for uh, on Tower of Terror. I was thinking it, it, uh, it sound, seems like um, that time you saw them do the Death Star on the, uh, at Epcot. That was awesome. Before Rogue One. Yeah, it seems like, like they do something similar to that. Yeah, but you know, I'll tell you, it was that was pretty cool, and the fact that I kept that from y'all for so long, having heard <laughs> about it, surprised me. Uh, according to Disney Park Blogs, uh, existing Star Wars Entertainment will debut new enhancements, um, uh, special photo ops, like they they show like this one picture. It looks like it might be on Octu, and there's Porgs on the uh, 
on the stone archway or doorway. Uh, character encounters, exclusive food and beverage offerings, and uh, that's it. There's no mention of of any. Uh, in case you aren't familiar, Star Wars Galactic Nights is a thrilling Star Wars themed event held after hours. It celebrates the entire Star Wars saga with out of this world entertainment, photo ops, and exclusive merch, and and food and beverage, uh, and encounters with rarely see, rarely seen characters that guests can only experience during Star Wars Galactic Nights. No mention of guests this year. I do believe our host for this is um mark mark m daniels who is usually one of the hosts for uh for celebration as well so they couldn't bring it um jet huh bring in who james was always a great um was always a great host for star wars yeah. weekends yeah so it was warwick davis who who did uh yeah. last jedi but uh speaking of last jedi we know we lost carrie right at carrie fisher right after um filming was wrapped well, she also did a uh, spoken word album called The Princess Diarist. And um, at the Grammys this past Sunday, Carrie Fisher was honored for the best spoken word album for her book, The Princess Diarist. The 2016 memoir was inspired by the diary entries that Fisher wrote while working on the first release, uh, on the first Star Wars film back in 77. Released five weeks before her death, December 27, 2016, Fisher's fourth book revealed even more details from her past, including an onset affair with Harrison Ford. Uh, this was Fisher's second Grammy nom and first win. Um, her first nomination was for her 2008 book, uh, which was spoken word for wishful drinking. Um, so we don't need to go into details about how she died. We all know. And either way, congrats to Carrie. We wish you were here to have accepted it because Definitely. who knows how, just how entertaining your acceptance speech would have been. Yeah. <laughs> it was always great to put her in front of a live mic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what? There was a documentary with her. There's a lot of documentaries with her. It was on uh, uh, HBO. Yeah, I know what one you're thinking of. It had a mother in it, too. Yes. Oh, and I wish I, I could think of the remember. name. I know, I can't remember what it was called. Um, it's brilliant, though. Yeah. It really is. It was, it was a great documentary. Um, okay, so maybe it's listed under herself. I want to get that that book or the the audio book now. Yeah, especially if she's reading it. It's not listed on here. What is wrong with people? Well, they have the um, books. The actual book is out on paperback for right. um, five ninety eight. Kindle has it on, for eleven ninety nine right now. And let me find. Uh, I'd have to let me bring up the Audible app. I can tell you how much they have it on there. It's probably about thirty on the Audible app because usually that's what new books are. Well, apparently there's a new Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds documentary called uh, Bright Lights. Mm. But I'm not seeing anything about the older ones or what the other one was before that. You sure that wasn't the one you were thinking of? I'm positive. Oh, actually, it's not bad. On Audible, if you buy it, you get one credit if you have the membership. But if you don't have a membership, it's only $20 on. 
Sorry. Okay. Uh, is a really good price on Audible for a new book. Yeah, that's good. Oh, speaking of which, check Amazon if you have a Kindle account, a Comicology account. Marvel is selling uh, through Amazon the uh, their trade paperbacks, and there was a Vader trade paperback for like two twenty or one eighty. That's two dollars yeah. and twenty cents or a dollar eighty. Wow, for a trade paperback, <laughs> absolutely amazing. Uh. So, um, so I guess since we're missing Carrie, um, there's some missing stuff from Last Jedi. Well, maybe not missing, but deleted. Yes. Well, well nicely done. <laughs> Brian Johnson has been out there talking about um, the movie, obviously, since it's been out, and uh, he's talking about a lot of different stuff and. They've actually confirmed that there's at least, he said there's at least 20 minutes of uh, deleted scenes. Actually, I have the quote here from him. It says, uh, there's another, or wait a minute, let me see. Putting off, yeah, they've cut, they cut um, at least 20 minutes from the film, and we're getting about 20 minutes worth of deleted scenes on the new on the Blu-ray release. Um, now, the description of some of these, he says, um, let me see. There's another sequence where Rose, Finn, and DJ are sneaking through the Mega Destroyer, which is just another um, really fun, funny sequence, I think, Ryan shared. Um, he says, that's another four minutes or something. Then there's a lot of really substantial little scenes. Uh, there are scenes with Finn that ended up getting stripped away, uh, kind of his motivation for going out to look for Ray. There's a lot of stuff that I really love that I uh, was really happy we were able to get back in there and that's more than 20 minutes in the movie so um they said there's not going to be an extended cut or anything like that these are just going to be um bonus features on the dvd on the blu-ray now uh one of the criticisms they've had for dj was that he was way underused and uh with the scenes ryan johnson described in the in his uh his interview um there's the possibility of shedding more light on the character and actually showing how important he actually was to the storyline um another quote from johnson here says you see this village where the caretakers which are the nunfish looking creatures live and it's a sequence that i always really loved it's a really beautiful yes <laughs> Uh, I've also heard the rumor that um, Luke's third lesson to Ray actually has to do with the caretakers. Um, now it says we've previously we did everybody learned that this is the um, worst kept secret in Star Wars for this one that this third lesson is actually on here, uh, and it shows how Ray as she rushes to intervene as at the thought of the caretakers actually being murdered. But Luke says that the resistance needs heroes like her, not former heroes like him. Mm-hmm. And I heard um, part of an interview with JJ or yeah JJ with Ryan Johnson this week where he was saying one of the reasons they cut that was because the way it played it really didn't it really wasn't the way he wanted to portray Luke uh, and we're okay. at, it at this point in his career, in his life it, it makes a lot of sense what it was is it makes a lot of sense for where Luke is actually at if you study the character and where he's at in his life right the, the fans and the people watching the movie wouldn't get it or they would um it would play very poorly for an audience right yeah part of the movie i get that uh he and he actually goes on here to say it's one of those things where and this always happens in the edit um it's like suddenly you can see through the matrix and you're like oh my god that big scene that i love so much and i can't imagine the movie without it if we lift it out and put these two things together it plays in a slightly different way but it plays in a better way and you just kind of have to say oh well and hit the delete button 
you don't think about all the stuff we built on the set to get the shots. You don't think about all the work the actors and crew had to do. You just hit the one delete button and it's gone and the movie is a better movie. So we know all that's coming out. Now, we don't know exactly when the Blu-ray is coming out, but all indications lead to the end of March, which is about when we got uh, Rogue One and we got uh, The Force Awakens. So I'm not sure when it's coming out, but if this is some of the deleted scenes, it sounds like this is going to be what we wanted to get from The Force Awakens that we never got. I don't think we ever got really a decent deleted scene reel from The Force Awakens, did we? We had two releases, and neither had a lot of deleted. I think, didn't the uh, 3D release have a couple of scenes, but only like two or three? I don't remember. I, I, don't, I don't have it. I don't think there was anything major. Okay. Another one I would like to see is I want to know if this is going to have a director's commentary on it. I love mm. me. I like. I'm a film buff. I like to actually see what the director was thinking in certain spots. Yeah. He's from the set. I love. I love hearing that that kind of thing. I love director's commentary and stuff. I'm hoping we get some of that, which we did on The Force Awakens, but it was on the uh, 3D copy, the 3D release. So, of course. That's that's all the, um, they've released so far about these. But you can, like I said, from looking at those, you can see this is going to take a, um, this is going to have some really, really good stuff. We're going to be, we're going to sit down probably, we could devote an entire show just to the deleted scenes probably. So I'll bet, yeah. But more stuff added to the movie comes from the um, book universe. I believe, Derek, you have some of that news. I do indeed. And I, I love that, that how the books can expand on things that the movie doesn't get a chance to. And uh, this latest book is a perfect example of that. It's called Star Wars The Last Jedi Bomber Command. And uh, I'll read you the official uh, synopsis of the book. Jump on board the next adventure in the Star Wars saga with Paige Tico's journal. Complete with stories, bomber schematics, and personal profiles, Paige Tico's journal will immense readers in the world of the pilots and technicians of Cobalt Squadron. Discover secrets and insights from the courageous pilot as she reveals more about her past her sister Rose, and her journey with the Resistance. With detailed sketches and eight large gatefolds, Paige's journal is perfect for readers looking for a glimpse inside the life of a bomber in the galaxy. That sounds awesome already. Yeah, it is written by Jason Fry and illustrated by Cyril Novell. Um, and on StarWars.com, they have five things that are... Uh, so on StarWars.com, there is, they have an article, Five Ways Bomber Command Connects to the Larger Star Wars Universe. Uh, first, they have, it provides a backstory for Paige, Rose, and Cobalt Squadron, which is kind of cool because that was a, a nice that was uh, something that was teased in the movie, but you didn't really get into good detail about. Um, so you get bomber schematics for Paige's ship, the Cobalt Hammer, uh, details of the Magna Charger in the bomb bay, which is cool. I didn't even, I don't think a lot of people realize that the bombs, because I heard a lot of people complain about, oh, how are the bombs going to fall if they're in space and all that? Well, they're magnetic. Exactly, or linear accelerator. Right. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it also will contain information about her fellow crew who play a prominent role in the companion novel Cobalt Squadron uh, and an explanation for why Paige and Rose were not on the same ship in The Last Jedi. 
Uh, yeah, she was. So, yes. Yeah. Usually the mechanics don't fly in the ships. Usually. Uh, but now you'll get more detail on that. Uh, you'll, and you'll get detail on how they receive their matching pendant necklaces. Uh, and Rose's plan to share stories of Finn's heroics with. Wait a minute. Oh, excuse me. Paige's plans to share stories of Finn's heroics with Rose. And uh, Paige, Paige's journal entry We all need hope to get through this fight serves as a nice setup for Rose and Finn's introduction in The Last Jedi. Uh, then it adds details to the Force Awakens timeline, which is also a good thing. That's uh, cool. Yes. Uh, so many of the events that Paige refers to in her journal took place during the events of the Force Awakens. Uh, many of the entries flesh out what Leia and the Resistance were doing excuse me, <clears throat> during the time Ray and Finn met on Jakku and made their way to the Resistance base on Dakar. Uh, a highlight for any Leia fan is a section of Bomber Command that includes the full address Leia gave to the New Republic Senate before the destruction of Hosnian Prime, which warns the Senate of the increasing danger of the First Order. It, it includes the chilling line, what if the next irrefutable evidence isn't a message from a friend, but an attack from an enemy? That, that kind of awesome. If you've read Bloodlines and see the way she left the Senate, and then you see they're still responding to them that's all that's phenomenal i love seeing the other side of what we already know yeah uh there's several fold-out pages in bomber command including a first order recruitment poster encouraging skilled workers to join and help tame the gal the galactic frontier <laughs> the unskilled are encouraged to enroll their children in frontier corps where children who are approved will be guaranteed food shelter education and the opportunity to make the galaxy a better place uh, <laughs> the the front, yeah, Frontier Corps program has not been referenced before, but the subject of First Order and Imperial Cumbrit has popped up in several other Star Wars productions, such as Star Wars Rebel, where Lothal is home to an Imperial Academy training cadets to become stormtroopers, and Finn references being taken from his family at a young age to join the First Order in The Force Awakens. Ooh, and there's also a storyline in Battlefront 2 that references a secret operation, Project, Project Resurrection, which focused on forcibly turning children into First Order troopers. Oof. That's another one. If you read through some of the um, other novels and stuff that they've put out, they show how um, General Hux's father, when he was running the Academy, was actually doing everything he could to totally reprogram these kids so they were no longer individuals at all like we see with Finn when he actually does finally break away from the First Order. Uh, that's, that's interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. So another thing the book has is Bombers Throughout Time, uh, where Paige writes in the journal uh, about bombers like the Y-Wing, the TIE Bomber, and the Hyena Bomber, all ships that were seen in the original trilogy movies, the Clone Wars, and even the video game Battlefront 2. I like that yeah. they actually the hyena bombers, which are uh, prequel droid bombers. Yeah, I love that. I love that they're actually including prequel stuff in this. I know that's a nice little tie-in, even though some people might not not like to admit it. But hey, <laughs> I it's did kind of, I, Those are one. Those are one of the things I did like from the prequels. Those bombers. Those are cool, mm -hmm. and the droid ships in general. Uh, it also includes creatures from across the galaxy. It has illustrations from ship schematics to portraits of Paige's fellow crew members to detailed instructions for using a breath mask, notably for oxygen breathers. 
And it also has sketches of creatures that Paige hopes to see in person one day. Oh, sorry. She's not going to see those creatures. <laughs> Uh, Fathers, a clear favorite of Rose in The Last Jedi, start off this section. That also includes <laughs> creatures like Jabba's favorite snack, the Gorg. Not Porg, but Gorg. That's interesting. Jabba eats Gorg. Chewie eats Porg. That must be the frog things that were in that Jabba was always munching on. Yeah, probably. And then uh, the Minox. Everybody remembers the Minox from Empire Strikes Back. And what a pain those were. Uh, yeah. It also includes sketches of the cat-like Tukas, who appeared in Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and Rogue One in doll form. A fierce Narglatch, which you can see in several episodes of The Clone Wars. A Pergil, which you can see in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, they're space whale creatures, apparently. What? Those are the space whales. Yep. And a Hapabore. Oh, the Hapabore was the thing that uh, Finn was trying to get to drink the water, and it, it, that, that was what was drinking the water. Yeah, the big cow hippo looking thing. Yeah, it's a Hapabore. Uh, and then finally, it maps it all out. As the Star Wars universe expands, so does the need for maps to track the locations of different planets and systems. The First Order Space Galactic map in Bomber Command includes planets that play a large part in multiple Star Wars films, including Naboo, Endor, Jakku, and Yavin, as well as Paige's current home on Dakar with the Resistance. Uh, I'd like to go back and see Endor again at some point. I thought that was an awesome planet. In the movie, you mean? In the movies? In any of the movies. Yeah. Endor, yeah, Endor was a cool planet. It would have been cool to see that the maybe the Rebellion start, put a small base on there or something. Mm. Or just like an outpost. Working with the Ewoks. Like, yeah, well, working with the Ewoks instead of the way the Empire was and just shooting them down. Actually, Endor was kind of a boring planet, but the moon of Endor, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm bumped. <laughs> Anyway, so they, <clears throat> so they're they're uh, kind of marketing this book towards a uh, younger audience, but uh, I think this is I think this has some interesting features that all of us Wars fans would really enjoy. This almost, I mean, yeah, they're going towards the younger audience, but it's almost like a um, younger audience version of what they've been doing with the handbooks, with like the um, Jedi Path, the Book of the Sith, Bounty Hunter's Guide. I think they have five of those out now because they put out a Rebel and an Imperial handbooks now too. Right, it looks right. like this younger readers' version of that type of book. Well, the the Rebel book, um, well, it started off with with the Jedi, then it went Sith, <laughs> then it went uh, Mandalorian Bounty- Code. Yeah. Then it went the Stormtroopers Path, which are the four that are out now. And then there's a uh, the Rebel Trooper handbook just came out or is coming out, if I remember right. Ooh. But, but you could get have- a, you could get a four pack of just the four books and not the the whole display special edition packaging. But you could get the four four books together as a box set. Oh, okay, I see it there. Yeah, so I just looked it up. Uh- and actually, I'm surprised the actual the Jedi Path in the Vault Edition with everything else is down to sixty bucks. Yeah, it was a hundred when it first came out. Right. They've not re-released the Book of the Sith because that one's extremely expensive right now. If you buy the Vault Edition, yeah. But again, you can still buy the books individually, and they run about fifteen bucks each. Yeah. Or you could get well, the, have, or you uh, could get the four pack. Yeah. The, well, the Giant Path is sitting at by um, the Kindle edition. You can get for ten. Paperback is actually they have you they have a um, they don't have it on Prime on Amazon, but you could but get it for as low as um, six bucks for the Jedi Path. 
Cool. So, well, I, I would I want the vault edition of each of these. Yeah, I I would, but I just don't want that much space taking. I don't have the room for that much space that those vaults take up. Oh, neither I'd make. I'd have to make some somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and actually, a friend of mine did a lot of the artwork, at least in the Jedi Path. Uh, um, Jeff Carlisle. He's actually a friend of mine that did a lot of the artwork that's in the Jedi Path. I'd have to have him sign it for me. We'll have to get him on the show. No kidding. At some point, yeah, I got to no. have the show. Yeah. Now, speaking awesome. of, speaking of books, uh, you were reading um, Canto Bite, right? Yes. And finished? Yes. Uh, well, I finished it this week, um, and it was awesome. Uh, anybody who gets a chance, uh, I did the lazy reading option myself because that gives me a chance to read books while I'm at work. So I get, downloaded the audio book. Nothing wrong check, with that. Oh, well, if you check with your local library, you can you, usually download books from your library the same way as if you're checking them out. So you can get the books for free for like two weeks and read it and then send it back. That's what I did with this, which was awesome. But um, this is like the old um, Tales from Jabba's Palace or something, except for these are four, four novellas. So they were all five to ten chapters each. So they're pretty good, well-developed stories. They're not just straight short stories. And they're all revolved around the world of Cantonica and the specifically the city of Cantonica. Uh, the first they uh they had four different ones. One was about a um, a wine dealer and trying to get a hold of a wine from these people who came from the other end of the universe almost, or what people are thinking is possibly another dimension. Huh. And there's this specific, specific wine that everybody wants, and there's a lot of intrigue and people trying to get a hold of the wine and going back and forth and um, what they can do. Uh, we have another one about a masseuse with a... Um, with a shady past and being uh, him trying to the crime lords trying to recruit him to work for them and it has kidnapping of his daughter and him trying to get her back and things like that uh, there's a whole story about the five years and um, five, that revolves around the five year racing and the last one was kind of cool because it's about a gambler a career gambler on Canto Bite and then uh, him having a very bad day that turns into a lot of really crazy luck <laughs> So, and they were awesome stories. Uh, the, like I said, the audiobook version of it was great. You had four different uh-huh. um, narrators for the four different books. Oh, I was going to ask that. Yeah. So, and it was, it's just, it was a fun read. And it does provide little bits here and there. You can see the, um, what you can eventually see in the movie. It's not something you have to read to understand anything of the movie, but it shows a couple things. Like one of the deleted scenes that they say is supposed to be on the Blu-ray for this is when the five years are running through and smashing through the town. I guess they filmed the scene where they smashed through a spa, and that could quite possibly be where um, where this guy had was working. Uh. So it just gives you some flavor of what this town was built and how it works and things like that. Right. That's so, kind of yeah. cool. I suggest it. I mean, it was a, if you like Star Wars, this is a great touch of what's going on in the galaxy that um, you don't. Most of the books, it seems like, tie into the main story of what you're seeing in the movies and things. This oh. is one that kind of just gives you an idea of what else is going on out here. Which well, is part awesome. of the part of the fun of Star Wars is getting into the those nitty gritty little stories right. and backstories and everything. That's 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 a huge part of of the appeal yeah. of Star Wars. It's fun to get out in the weeds sometimes. Yeah. Off the well, path. 
I would think too, I mean, it sounds like the book does a good job of making a, a part of The Last Jedi that everyone complained about really, that really had no relevance. And the storyline really was just, oh, let's give something for Finn to do. And oh, let's potentially throw him Rose, who could potentially be a new love interest, um, type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah. it, it seems to give more validity to, to that sequence. Yeah. And you do see, like I said, you get to learn a lot more about the five years. Uh, that, well, the first story, now, now it's coming back as I'm talking about this, was actually about a guy who's the Vaporator sales person of the year, and he won a all-expenses-paid trip. <laughs> and then him, basically, you, you can, this story writes itself. It's the yokel who shows up in this really glitzy place, and everybody takes advantage of him. That is awesome. Yeah. He lo- loses his luggage when he gets off the ship because he, um, he gave it to the guy that was taking it to the hotel. Uh, obviously he never made it to the hotel i love that uh, it's like you could you could take um any of the vacation movies and that's this guy yeah very cool very cool so it was, it was a lot of fun let's check that out you have stuff you have different themes from the what you'd expect from spy movies from gangsters are in there there's gamblers in there it's all the stuff you expect to see in a casino wor- setting right well before we get to the books that are coming out next week um Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures Season 2 is going to land on DVD March 13th. And that yes. will be a Tuesday, if I remember right, so not a Friday. Um, Lego Star Wars Season 2 lands um, on the 13th, packed with all 12 uh, episodes in a two-disc set, uh, bonus shorts, and exclusive Darth Vader pen. Ooh. Um, season 1 was a lot of fun. And some of the best Star Wars storytelling currently happening. Uh, so, and then there's the press release that goes with this. Own the complete second season of the Emmy-nominated Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures on DVD March 13th. In season two of Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, the three Freemaker siblings, Rowan, Cordy, and Xander, have found a new home with the Rebel Fleet. But working with the rebels in their fight to bring down the Empire brings them face-to-face with the brutal Imperial forces, <laughs> desperate huts, conniving Sith Lords, and the Emperor's latest plaything, M.O.C. Fans who bring home the second and final season... Aww, I didn't realize that was the final season. We'll enjoy, all, we'll enjoy all 12 action-packed episodes plus five bonus shorts that follow the Freemakers as they are thrown into battle after after they join up with the Rebels, including an adventure that has them embarking on a daring mission to save two of the re- Rebellion's finest heroes, Lando Calrissian and Chewbacca. Go ahead, Ken. Hmm? You were about to say something. Oh, no. Uh, bonus shorts include Home 1, Thrown into Battle, Rowan's Secret Adventure, Xander Freemaker, Superstar Pilot Guy, and Beware the Grimorian Flu. Is that what you have, Kit Derek? The Grimorian Flu? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I kinda, it kind of it makes me drool like a Grimorian, so. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures, the Emmy-nominated television series on Disney XD, is between Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And stars three siblings who scour the galaxy for useful debris that they use to build new vehicles of their own design. Rowan Freemaker is a spunky, force-sensitive, 12-and-a-half-year-old with a thirst for adventure. 
His quick-witted older sister, Cordy, manages the family business and is the glue that holds the family together. Ace pilot and charming rogue, Derek, I mean Xander, is the oldest brother and the family's self-proclaimed starship connoisseur. And Roger, or R-O-G-G-R, is their refurbished battle droid from the Clone Wars. When Rowan has visions of an ancient and powerful Jedi starship called the Arrowhead, he and his family set out on an epic quest to rebuild it so they could turn the tide of the battle for the Rebellion. Together, they explore new worlds, meet new characters, and Star Wars icons, and have unforgettable adventures. So that's the presser. Awesome. i got to see this show at some point. I just haven't taken time to see it yet. The show's great. Uh, Have fun with it. So, um, any final thoughts? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Jumped ahead. How about this? (laughs) How about the books coming out within the next week? Uh, Mainly, we got three, and they're mainly comics. we got Darth Vader number 11. Wait, am I in the right week? No, I'm not. I'm looking the following week. We have Tuesday, Star Wars Rebels, the Cinestory comic, uh, which is a children's paperback comic book. Um, then on the 7th, we have Star Wars 43, The Ashes of Jeddah, Part 6. And the one book we've all been waiting for, Thrawn number 1. Oh, uh, yeah. It's one of six. It comes out. That one. It comes out Wednesday. Uh, that's the U.S. release. And the release schedule for the United Kingdom is uh, the exact same books. Except Thursday the 8th, the U.K. is getting Star Wars Insider number 178. Ah. That is the only difference. Well, well, well. Now I will ask any final thoughts. I got a little something. Go for it. Derek? Nope. Okay. Uh, they actually put out um, it's still in comics news a little bit. Um, we know that the adapta- the novel adaptation of The Last Jedi hit stores in March. And they've already announced that we're going to get at least two deleted scenes from the movie that are actually added back in the book. We're going to get Han Solo's funeral. And I guess we have a, um, a, a chapter or a story in there that is actually Paige and Rose together. I don't know if it's going to be a flashback from Rose's point of view or if it's going to be before everything else starts. But there's going to be something with the two of them together that are in the novel. Well, they've released information about the comics adaptation of the book, which goes on sale May 2nd. It's going to be a six-issue story. Uh, it's being written by Gary Whitta from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Star Wars Rebels, and artist Michael Walsh, who does Star Wars Annual, Hawkeye, and The Vision. Uh, they're doing the Star Wars The Last Jedi. It's um, basically the straight adaptation of the movie, but this in the six issues, we are going to get extra content also. Uh, the way they describe it is in addition to the, co- to the comic series, uh, the novel... Wait a minute, let me see. Yeah. The novel's coming out, it has expanded stories, but um, we don't know. Are we going to get the same bonus content in the novel that we're getting in the comics, or are we going to get different stuff so that we get even more of the story back and forth? Like, are they going to possibly put Snoke's backstory in one of these? Because Ryan Johnson, I guess, had it written out, but he couldn't figure out a way to put it in the movie that didn't slow down the movie. He has, so they know what Snoke's backstory was. And he said, it, it's an interesting story, but there was no way to put it into the movie to actually make sense for having it in the movie. Like, all the times you have Snoke, it's like, there's no reason, if he would stop into a diatribe and exposition and say, this is where I came from, it right. makes no sense why it's there. So Monologue. maybe <laughs> in one of these two. But, <laughs> find out. 
the book come, the novel comes out in March, and then in May we get chapters one and two of the um, comics adaptation. Which I don't know the the Force Awakens. I got I think it was the first three issues of the Force Awakens adaptation. It seemed to move really really fast. Right, it did. But it it kind of turned me off because it's like, dude, you're glancing through a lot of stuff here that that it'd like it'd be nice to get into that a little bit. Yeah. Mm. So uh, hopefully they learned and they're going to slow this one down a little. Well, but that's all. <laughs> how about this too? Legoland's Florida Star Wars Days details. Uh, Legoland Florida will have Lego Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Days. And part of it will be inc- adding to the mini land, um, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, model display. Uh, this is going to take place on the weekends of May 5th and 6th, 12th and 13th, and 19th and 20th. Uh, part of the weekends include, uh, obviously, the unveiling of the newest edition of Miniland with The Force Awakens uh, model display. A giant new display made out of thousands of Lego bricks features memorable memorable moments from Episode 7 of the popular Star Wars saga, enhanced with lights, sound effects, and animation. The event highlights include meet Lego Darth Vader and a new Lego Star Wars character announcement coming soon. Dress up as your favorite Star Wars character for a chance to win Lego prizes. Hands-on building activities and more. Check out the park's event page for updated details and the official website for opening times and prices. So, that is that. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. That that's going to be cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to visit a Lego Land. Oh, Lego Land's sweet. It really is. But but I'm afraid I'd I'd have to fight the urge to Godzilla through it. It has been six years since we've been. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anything else? Final thought was. I'm all set. Yeah, that's all I had. Then only one thing left to do. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jets, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.